Dear Jesus, may your spirit come into this place. Amen. So since it's Mother's Day, I figured we should start with a story about my mom. She doesn't know I'm doing this. <laughs> but when I was young, at nighttime, I would get very scared. I never knew why, but I was just afraid at night. So then, so every night, my mom would come in and she would tuck me in. And something about that motion of being tucked in by my mom, I knew I was safe from whatever I was afraid of. But then there was some nights where I would go to bed and I'd tell my mom and say, I'm going to bed, can you come tuck me in? And she'd come in a few minutes later and I would be passed out. But apparently I talked in my sleep. So we'd have these conversations and I couldn't remember them, so I didn't know she tucked me in. Usually then those nights I'd wake up around one in the morning or so and I'd begin crying because my mom didn't tuck me in and I was afraid. So I'd walk to the bottom of the stairs and I, for some reason, didn't want to go up the stairs, but I'd sit at the bottom and start crying. <laughs> Just loud enough that she might wake up, but not loud enough to wake up my sister. And eventually she would wake up and she'd come down the stairs and she'd tuck me in the bed again, kiss me goodnight, pray with me and say, and that motions, that, that moment gave me the comfort I needed to go to bed, to be able to rest and sleep. That afraid that night, that fear of the night would go away because I was safe, because my mom was there. And a story in the Bible where in the last moments of Jesus' life, where the Pharisees are planning to kill Jesus, and Jesus knows that Judas is about to betray him, to sell him out, and that he is going to the cross. This scary night that Jesus is going through, going through, and everyone around him seems to be betraying him and disappointing him and is not there for him. In this moment, a woman answers the call, and God tells her to go to Jesus and to care for him in this moment of need. The story goes that Jesus was in Bethany, reclining at the table of Simon the leper. And a woman walks in, and she's carrying a flask, an alabaster flask, filled with expensive perfume made of pure nard. She breaks this flask and pours it over the head of Jesus, anointing him. And those that were around at the, the dinner party they looked at each other and they spoke indignantly to one another. They spoke to each other saying that she should have sold this. This flask of perfume was very expensive. She could have sold it for more than a year's wages and given the money to the poor. So as they were condemning her for her action, Jesus steps in and says, leave her alone for she has done a beautiful thing. She has anointed me for my burial. For you always have the poor with you, but you will not always have me. Wherever the gospel is preached, the story of this woman will be preached with it. Wherever the good news is told, the story of this woman will be told with it. 
There's moments where this woman answered the call. Somehow she knew. God told her that she needed to go and anoint him for his burial, to prepare him for the toughest thing he had to conquer in this life. Isaiah 66. The book of Isaiah is a, is a beautiful story of hope to the Israelite nation. When they were going through exile and they were, going, they were rejecting God, Isaiah comes out with this beautiful message at the end. So if you want to pull out our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 66, verse 12, is where we're going to start. So in this passage, Isaiah uses the metaphor of a mother caring for her child. She gives the image of a mother to God as how he interacts with us. And the text says, For this is what the Lord says, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the wealth of the nations like a flooding stream. I will bring peace to my nation, bring peace to my nation that is in exile, even though they've rejected me, even though they have put up false idols, even though they have messed up, I will bring peace to them. I will care for them. You will nurse and be carried on her arm and dangled on her knee. You will be cared for. As a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you. And you'll be comforted over Jerusalem. A mother's connection with a child is intense. It's this, the first thing they, the child sees when they're growing up is their mother's face as they're holding them and, and nursing with them and spending those precious moments just cuddling with them. That connection, that comfort that a mother gives in those hard nights when you're freaking out for the darkness or whatever it is, that mother's comfort for the child that protects them and saves them. God is given this image by Isaiah as a mother comforting the child, her child. Trying to tell his nation that God loves them and God is there for them even when it seems like he is not. When things are tough, he cares for us. We always talk about God as father, as protector, as the one that's there for us, but he's also seen as God as mother. In the Gospels, he is called a mother hen, protecting her chicks. In Deuteronomy, it is an eagle flying, soaring over the nest, watching the children and caring for them. Mother eagle. In Isaiah, it is a nursing mother loving her child. And Hosea, a mother bear protecting her cubs. God as our parents, one that loves us more than anyone can. So even when we mess up, even when we go home the wrong way from school and go off track, still loves us and still cares for us and takes us home where we are safe. God shows us the love of a parental figure, mother and father, caring for us. So as you mentioned earlier, tomorrow is my grandmother's birthday, 95 years old, a beautiful life. And I love my grandmother's relationship with God. It's always been so inspiring and beautiful to me because she has this connection with God that is so real 
in everything she does. She, she has this feeling of God is there protecting her. Yesterday I went over, spent some time with her, and she told me a story of how she went out to the garden to prune the roses. And she had a chair in one hand and her scissors in the other, and she was heading out across the backyard to trim the roses. And as she got partway there, she looked at the ground, and it was uneven. There was gopher holes and, and piles of dirt, and, it, and she got scared and nervous. And so she was going to stop and turn back and not take care of her roses. But then she felt a presence next to her, like a hand put on her back. And she knew God was there and felt his presence just saying, I'm going, to, I'm going with you. Let's do this. We can get through this. We got this. Let's go. And so she kept moving forward. And she had a beautiful time spending out in nature, taking care of her roses. That kind of connection, that, that relationship with God, that you know, even in the little things, that he is there protecting you to do what you need to do in your life. Whether it's something simple like cutting roses, or whether it's getting through midterms week, or getting through the times when maybe loved ones have passed away or are sick. Or when Mother's Day comes around and your mom is no longer with you. Or when you maybe didn't have a good mom and these moments are hard to get through. God is there for you. But he's also there for you in the celebrations. He's there when times are going great and you are celebrating your mom because you have been blessed with her caring and comfort and love through the life. He's there with us in the celebrations He's also there for us through the troubles and the problems we face in this world. When we're going through the hard times, he mothers us and gives us this hope and security for a future. This reminds me of the powerful stories we see in the Bible of mothers and women and people that are going through hard times and God was there with them with the story of Joseph as he is being betrayed by his brothers and he is walked across the deserts by slave traders into a land of unknown. The text tells us that God was with him and he was okay. When he was in Potiphar's house and he was being accused of something he didn't do, he was able to stand up and do his rights and get through this because God was with him. And the story of Elizabeth who held her newborn child, but found it simultaneously the hardest gift, but also the greatest gift she's ever received. God, this is a story of hope for women who have gone through miscarriage and loneliness and infertility. And the children of Jacob and Rachel, who had to bury their mother on the way to Bethlehem who had to bury her and then go on with their lives. But they got through it. A story of hope for, this, for those of us who have lost our mothers. A story of, it's going to be okay. God is with us. And the mother of Moses and the daughter of Pharaoh. One giving up her child to give it a better life and the other taking in a child through adoption even though it might cause consequences. So many families are made through this adoption because bone of our bone is not always what family is made of. 
I have seen the greatest mother-children relationships happen within the church. And you have that connection and that bond and that caring and that loving relationship within the church. And so many mothers who have gone through the struggles having to give up their child in hopes of a better future. God is there with us through all of it. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, a virgin teenage girl with a stomach full of wonder, a miracle growing in her belly that she had not planned on. She did not know she was going to have a child, yet yet she saw this gift and she said yes. And she raised that child, a young mother, not not knowing, not planning on having a child yet, but still accepts the gift. To have that courage and the love to take care of someone when you're so young. A story of courage and hope and comfort for young mothers today. Each of these women found their inner courage through a relationship with God. Each, story, each one of these stories, a encouragement for a future, an encouragement and a security to face the impossibilities of life, that God is there for them through all of it. So knowing that God is with us, we live in this hope, a hope for a security of a future, a hope that life is going to get better. I know that doesn't mean if you have a relationship with God, everything's going to be great all the time, but there's that that security and knowing that even when the nights get scary, it's going to be okay because God is there for us. Even when we go through the trials of life, when we go through the sufferings, God is there with us, helping us through it, anointing us in those hard times. Even when we go through changes of life and we have things we have to overcome, the future of un un knowing of what's going to happen. God is there for us. So we live in this hope, in this trust relationship with God, that we are not alone. God, our Father, protects us through the nights when fear sets in. God, our Mother, comforts us when we go through struggles in this life. And God, our parents, walks with us when we go through the uncertainties in life for hopes of a future. So since we know that God cares for us, that God loves us like a child, we can live every day in this hope, in this security, in this knowing that there is a good future. The Gospels tells us a parable of the birds. And Jesus looks to his disciples and says, the birds of the sky do not worry where the next meal comes from. And how much more important are you to God than the birds? I care for you and I am there for you through it all. Do not worry. Live in this hope. Live in the security of life. And so let us go out in this courage. Let us go out asking for the wisdom And let us go out with this love that God has given us. And let us share this to the world, to a world of uncertainty, to a world where we need hope for tomorrow. 
let us have that hope. And let us be the Christians that God has called us to be and share this security and this love and this courage to the world around us.